the contrast is always the first step of manifestation, which people forget. They want their whole life to be easy breezy, no bad things happening, no moments of contrast, but like contrast has to happen in order for expansion to happen. So whenever you have a pain point or a stuck point, that's actually good. That's like step zero to the manifesting process. That's what causes you to ask for more. That's what causes you to have the new or elevated or stronger desire. Welcome to the Women Choosing Growth Podcast, where we feature inspiring stories of success, challenges of growth, and lessons learned from women entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders who have been through the growing pains inevitable as an entrepreneur. Whether you are just getting started or are looking to scale up your business, our show is designed to provide you with the tools, resources, and community you need to grow your business. Join your host, Tina Sue, a lifelong entrepreneur and business growth advisor, as we explore topics such as marketing, sales, finance, leadership, and personal growth, all tailored specifically to the needs of women entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to grow your business faster and smarter, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, ladies. Today, we have with us Kelsey Aida. She is a best-selling author, transformation facilitator, podcaster, all-around amazing person. She is actually here to help us break through our stuck points in life and in business and in relationships, basically all aspects, so that we can design our dream life and actually have the steps and how to get there. So she helps soul-centered women align with their highest potential, love themselves through the process. So if you're ready to manifest your deepest desires and become the energetic, aligned woman I know you are, you have come to the right place and are in for a great episode. Stay tuned. Ladies, sit back and get ready to be transformed and motivated with today's episode. We have with us Kelsey Aida, best-selling author of not one, but five books, transformation facilitator, coach, podcast, blogger, educator, all the things. She's going to share her story about how an almost deadly encounter with depression actually propelled her to be the transformation expert she is today. Not only will she share her story, but she'll give us all the guidance and action steps on how to achieve your highest potential. She has been referred to as the manifesting maven, the affirmation queen, and self-love psychic. So if you're ready to align your body and soul with your deepest desires, you are in the right place. Welcome to the show, Kelsey. Thank you. What a great intro. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be fun. We, me and all of the listeners, are absolutely excited to hear what you have to share with us too. We have a lot to cover. There's so much in what you and I have talked about offline that i wanting you to share with, with our listeners. But before we get into the meats of how you became such an amazing queen, can you share that journey of how you even became who you are today and, and what that low point in your life actually propelled you to be who you are today? Yeah. So it's interesting. So my childhood was really blessed, really great, nice middle class upper bringing, like nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, very American. So my interesting part of my story didn't really start until my teens. And I found myself suffering from depression, which was very unlike me. Uh, anyone who knows me would describe me as a naturally bubbly, energetic, social, happy person. And what happened was the perfect storm of 
going on birth control, so getting hormonally effed up, basically. Also, I was injured. I got injured, and I was training my whole life to be a professional ballerina. So my dreams were crushed right in that instance. Like, the doctors were like, hey, kid, just pick another sport. Like, they didn't even care that, like, my life was ruined. So that was terrible. And all around in my life, I was just missing, like, that deep emotional intimacy with myself and with others. That for me is like a major need. I think for most people it's a need to some degree, but for me I need like depth. And I didn't have that. I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know how to get it. And all in all, it was just the perfect storm. I found myself slipping into a depression, which at first was just like having less energy, being less motivated, less interested in my hobbies, less interested in people you know, becoming more of a recluse, getting more sleepy, becoming like angrier. And eventually it just like took over my whole being. And I was a depressed person. I was diagnosed with functional depression. So I was still going to school and like functioning, but it was like really hard for me on the inside. And I was wearing like a mask like every day just to get through it, like holding back tear spells, but like not knowing why I was sad. And it was just like a very dark, confusing time. And now looking back, having done a lot of healing work, having worked with a therapist, having worked with a shaman, having worked with myself to overcome the depression many years ago, I can tell the story and say why it happened, right? Which is how I kind of led the story. But really that was like my first spiritual awakening per se. And towards the end of that, right before I started to get better, I made like a declaration to my life and to the universe and to God like... I don't know what a girl's got to do to get some help around here, but like, I'm ready to feel better. Like, I am sick and tired of feeling like crap. Like, I can't go on like this. I'm contemplating suicide. I'm wishing I could be in a coma like every other day. And this is just not sustainable. Like, I need to figure out how to be happy again. I know I used to be a happy person. So like, it must be possible. I'm not a depressed person. I just like have this depression. So I need to figure it out. And When I decided that and I declared that, of course, as the universe would have it, all the right resources started coming in, all the right people, the perspectives, the tools, the shifts. And I started really studying about spirituality, about mindset, personal development, positive psychology, energy, emotions. And as I started to understand it all and implement it all into my life, it was really working. And I was able to go from probably the lowest point of my depression to feeling better than I even felt before the depression in a matter of about a month. So it took me a month to heal from the three-year journey. And on the other side of that, I was just like, man, this is some potent medicine. Like if only everybody knew like these life tools and these life skills, like the world would be such a better place with more happy people. So I just decided that I was going to be the next Deepak Chopra, write a bunch of books. (laughs) That's going to be my (laughs) way of helping teach this information. I can reach a lot of people with books. And uh, yeah, that's where the teaching journey begun. Like literally like the week within feeling better. I was like, everybody needs to know this. And I wanted to start spreading the medicine that had helped me. 
And that was when you and you started that through one of your many books. Is that that was your first kind, kind of step? Of. Well, I first started a blog, which was KelseyAida.com, because I was like, I don't want to write this book in vain. Like, I need people to actually read it. I'm not just going to write a book just to write a book. Like, it's for people to read, but who's going to read it if nobody knows who I am, if nobody knows what I'm talking about? So first I started a blog and I was blogging about like depression and anxiety and healing and manifesting and energy work and mindset, affirmations, you know, you name it. And then once I had built up the blog to, I don't remember how many subscribers I had at that time, but I had like a number. I think it was like a thousand or 5,000. Then I was like, okay, now I'm going to write the book. And I wrote (laughs) the first book. I self-published that first one. And then my second, third, and fourth books were published through Simon & Schuster. And then the fifth book I also self-published. And there's more books to come. But yeah, it all kind of evolved from there into like books, courses, one-on-one coaching, international retreats, uh, the podcast, High Vibe in It. So yeah, there's just many ways now that I express the teachings and the work and the medicine, but it all started with the blog and the first book. No no wonders you're referred to as the self-love psychic and the manifesting maven, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that I know like when we talked offline that you help so many people with. Uh, where where do we begin? Like where's the starting point for someone who's listening and saying, "Man, I wish I could have her energy and her vibe." Regardless if they're struggling with just not you know, having the business that they want or not having the personal relationship or we talked about money mindset. Where, where does one even begin? Yeah. Wow. That's a big question. So <laughs> I feel like it depends where you are, but let's say, let's give a couple different examples. So if you're feeling really low and you feel like your life needs a lot of changes, your mind needs a lot of work, you're, you're in a space where you're open to like a lot of healing, I think going for the feeling of relief and figuring out what it's going to take for you to access more relief is like step one. So whether that's changing your thoughts to be thoughts that provide you with more relief, whether that's changing your environment to bring you more relief, whether that's going to therapy to get you some relief, like go for relief if you're feeling really, really bad. If you're feeling like your life is okay, but could be better. And you're like, you're okay. You're not doing the worst. You're not doing the best. You know, you have big dreams, goals, not really there yet. It's a little frustrating. Then I would say, go for the life optimization route. So look at your life and figure out, okay, what areas do I need to optimize in? And how can I start aligning with that in my thoughts, in my actions, in my goals, in the way that I set up my day, in the ways that I set up my weeks? And you kind of have to reverse engineer your life to start creating the new one. And that also involves getting rid of old patterns, old beliefs, old thoughts, old relationships, old jobs, old homes, like whatever is not serving you anymore. It's also got to go. And you need the courage to make the leap and make the transition. And a lot of that type of work, well, whether you're feeling really low or if you're in this more middle space where you want to optimize your life, that's really what I help my clients do. And it depends like person per person on the exact way we get them there. But I would say those are the two things. If you're feeling really bad, go for relief. If you're feeling okay, but you want your life to be super awesome, then you need to start maximizing and optimizing. There's so much that you just said in that. (laughs) I know. Just in those two like buckets, right? So, and I think I can put myself in that second bucket, right? Of where 
Um, and I think a lot of listeners are in that same bucket where obviously if they're listening and they're women choosing growth, it's because they're trying to get to that next level. Life might be great in all areas. You just want it to be maximized. So all the things, man, you just said a lot, like getting rid of the things in your life that aren't helping you. This doesn't seem like it's something that someone can just have a workbook and then do it in two weeks. This yeah, is a, this is a journey. An initiation that can be a part of it, but it's definitely like on a mind, body, and soul level. How do we energetically upgrade and up level? So another like terminology that people call me or I call myself is an energetic alignment coach. And what that entails is like, okay, let's say the area of your life that you really want to improve is your finances or your business. If you're an entrepreneur, what are your goals? You know, what is like the 3D goal? How do you think you're going to feel when you have it? Because that's the thing you actually want. I always call your genuine desire like the feeling and the the surface desire, which not in like a bad way, but the surface desire is like the 3D thing that you want, like X amount of money or the house or the car, which those are fun. It's good to want those things too. But below that, beneath that is a deeper layer of your why and how you think you're going to feel differently. And then we figure out, okay, what's stopping you from feeling like that now, aside from the condition that you've subconsciously placed of like, I'm not going to allow myself to feel wealthy until I have a million dollars. I'm not going to allow myself to feel rich until I can afford that car. You know, that's what we do on a subconscious level. We don't even know that we're doing it. So untangling some of that, cultivating more of those feelings in the now in creative, sometimes really creative ways because, you know, we might not have the money yet. So how are other ways that we can tap into the feelings of abundance, of gratitude, of feeling rich, of feeling luxurious, of whatever the vibes are that you're trying to get into? And then from there on a mind, body, soul, daily life level, let's figure out what needs to happen to align you with that energy, with those goals. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And it actually makes me think about how many times we hear of some of these famous people who have all the money in the world, all the fame in the world. They're, you know, they look like they're doing the thing that everyone, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people strive to be, but they're ridiculously unhappy. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people with lots of money who are not happy because money doesn't necessarily provide happiness unless you use it as a tool for that, right? It's just a tool. Right. And it's it's that a lot of times I think, you know, thinking about some of the famous folks that have like even passed on and said like, this was a struggle of they had everything, quote unquote, I'm air quoting, right? They had everything in the world and still not happy because I, I'm what you said there about knowing what is that feeling and what is it that you're really trying to get to? Because it might not yeah. be that million dollars. It might, it might be a feeling or something even probably from your childhood or some other block that's holding you back from being able to really enjoy that. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to ask yourself from the beginning, what's the goal of the goal? Like, what do you actually want? Because if you go your whole life going for this goal, but that was only the surface desire, only to get there and realize that that's not helping you to feel how you wanted to feel, you just wasted so much time and energy and like so much of your life going for something that wasn't even really what you wanted or needed. So that's why it's so important in the beginning before you waste all the time and the energy and work out of alignment with yourself and your highest path to ask, what's the goal of the goal? Why do I really want this? How do I think it's going to make me feel? 
okay, let's start feeling like that now. So we don't have to have that condition met in order to feel that way. And as a bonus side effect, you're going to more easily manifest that thing, that service desire that you want by being able to access those feelings now because that makes you a vibrational energetic match to it. Whereas before, you're trying to make yourself an energetic match to it by already having it, which isn't always like, it doesn't usually work like that. Right. That makes that makes sense. So for our listeners today, they're probably nodding their head as I am. This makes sense. Where do they get started? How do they, where is the starting point for them to say, all right, well, I need to sit down and figure out what my real goals are. I mean, how, how does that work for someone? Yeah. So it depends if you're like a meditator or a journaler. So I'll give two practices for this. So if you're really into meditation and contemplation, just kind of asking yourself and sitting with the questions of, okay, what is my biggest desire right now? So probably going to come up with a surface desire, you know, the house, the car, the relationship, the money, and then asking yourself that same question. What's the goal of this goal? What am I really after here? How do I really want to feel? And then once you've identified that, that's your genuine heart's desire, then, okay, what's stopping me from feeling that feeling right now? How can I start cultivating more of it? And then how can I also simultaneously take steps towards the goal, the surface desire, and the heart's desire if they are aligned? So it's all about like undoing certain habits and timelines that you're on and recrafting and recreating them, which can look like, you know, you might have to change your beliefs in order to feel like you can have that thing. Or you might have to change your daily habits in order to work towards that thing and not against it. You might have some self-sabotage that you realize, oh, this is why I haven't been going in that direction. Okay, let's untangle that first. So that's the same process for both parties, but you can either meditate on it or you can journal on it. And I actually have a journal called Letters to the Universe that I created that walks people through some of these questions. And then if you like scripting and you like manifesting, after you go through the questions of clarifying what you want, why you want it, then you can write a letter to the universe and kind of role play it into existence and dream about and imagine like how awesome it will feel and what it's going to look like and what it could be like, but in a very fun, non-attached way. And that helps you to call it in. And personally, I'm a writer. I like writing things out by hand. It slows you down and it helps the energy to like marinate more. Because if you have a thought, it takes like one second to have a thought. But if you write a sentence on paper, that takes like 10 seconds. So you're taking more time and more energy. And at the same time, you're putting pen to paper and it's like you're making that desire physical. So it's like, it's almost like a metaphor or like a magic spell of like taking it from your mind and bringing it into real life when you put it on paper too. So I prefer that. I also meditate. Um, I do both, but for me, I'm a big journaler. So that's why I created Letters to the Universe. It's a good resource for that. Sure. And I like that you give people options because some people would be like, nope, not journaling, not writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd imagine you can do some audio if neither one of those. Just basically slow down, think through it, get the pieces together. And yeah. Then, and then if you realize you have stuck points, like, and you can't navigate them by yourself, like that's where you reach out for help. That's where you get a coach. That's where you have someone like help you get into those blind spots and get into those blockages. Cause 
you know, if you've been stuck on something for a while or you just realize like, oh, I can't believe I do this sabotage every time. Why? You know, <laughs> you're trying to like make sense <laughs> of it so you don't do it anymore. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help because sometimes to get to the next level, it's just hard for us to do it on our own. And like, we're not meant to. That's why there's billions of people on this planet <laughs> so we can all do things together. Right. Don't be afraid to ask for those roadblocks. That makes sense. And I feel like, okay, that in, in itself, I could go out and go do that today. But where I'd imagine it's not as easy as it sounds. Where do people get stuck in this path? Yeah. So people usually think that they want something or maybe it's true that they do want it and that's their genuine desire. But the only reason why it hasn't manifested yet or it's not happening as fast as they want is because they are carrying some form or another of resistance. So resistance can manifest itself in many ways. This can look like a limiting belief. This can look like a part of you not wanting what you consciously want. So like if you want a relationship, but like a part of you is still really jaded and like hates men, then like that part's probably not going to put you on the dating apps. It's going to like sabotage your efforts. It's going to be like, oh, pick this ugly picture so no one wants to go out with you. Like it's going to stop <laughs> you, right? From the goal. Right. It's like, no, we don't want that. Like you want that. I don't want that, right? So if a part of you is not on board, that gets a lot of people stuck up. Another way that resistance can look is even just like not accepting where you are now. So I talk a lot and some other teachers talk too about resistance, like resisting the thing that you want. But you can also resist the now, which is just as blocking as resisting the thing that you want. So if you're like trying to manifest more money because you're so upset about your financial situation, like you have to accept where you are first to diffuse that energy, to release that resistance in order to open your energy up to more money. Like if you're manifesting something to get out of a certain situation in a way where you're resisting the present moment, it's really hard <laughs> if you're doing it from a place of accepting this is where I am today. Yes, I don't like it. Yes, I want to change it. But like, this is where we're working from. That's a way different energy. So not accepting the moment, having limited beliefs, having a part of you that's not on board. I mean, there's so many ways that resistance can creep in and show up and be hiding in our subconscious mind, which is actually why I'm working on a whole book about it right now called uh, Why the Law of Attraction Works for Some People but not you. And it's basically like a manifestation troubleshooting guide of like, I did my affirmations. I made a vision board. I did my scripting. I did everything that they told me to do. And where are my things? Why are my blessings not happening? Why is my life not changing? Right. It's like law of attraction 2.0. Like we did the 101 stuff and now people are like a little bit frustrated and stuck. So there's probably a piece of resistance or multiple there that you just have to identify and start to work through, start to untangle, start to reprogram. And then when you can master your resistance, life gets so much easier because then you can, I don't want to use the word control and manipulate, but when you have aligned energy, the things that you want come much more quickly. You work towards them in a more energized way and it just helps to speed up the whole process. Yes, I would I would double down on that. I've seen that working with clients too and doing some of the business vision and what, you know, and they think it's crazy what they want their business to look like in 10 years and, you know, 5 years in we already hit that 10-year vision that was out yeah. of out of their brain at the time when we set the goal. So, I believe 100% in setting those ridiculous big visions. 
Are you an accomplished woman business owner with a story to tell? Do you crave a platform where you can share your journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Hey, everyone, it's Tina here. If you're fans of the show, then you know we are a show that celebrates the strengths and resilience of women entrepreneurs just like you. As we're getting this podcasting community going, I thought it would be fitting to an extended invitation to apply to join me as a guest on our Top 100 podcast platform. I started Women Choosing Growth because I believe that real growth happens when we come together and share our expertise and our experiences. We want to hear your inspiring stories, the challenges you face, and the lessons you've learned on your entrepreneur journey. Whether you've triumphed over adversity or faced setbacks head on, your story has the power to inspire and empower other women just like you. This platform is for you to showcase your achievements, highlight your expertise, and create meaningful connections within our community. So if you're a fearless woman business owner, unafraid to open up about your path to success, we want you on our show. Go to www.womenchoosinggrowth.com and join our community. From there, you'll be given the chance to fill out the short application. If you believe that you have a story to share, then why not? Once again, it's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. I can't wait to feature more amazing and talented women in this community. Now, back to the show. As you were talking there, I was thinking too, the action steps, I feel, is probably where people also get hung up on. And when you mention that you have to accept where you're at today, whether it's negative or even if it's just like where I'm at in my business or where I'm at in my personal life. I'd imagine like if people aren't real with themselves of where they're at today, taking that because we have to have an action plan. That was part of what the process is. Figure out what you want and have a plan. If they don't realize where they're at, and correct me if I'm wrong, then that jumping off point of where they're probably step one for their plan is not going to align. Yes. Which would make it why... Yeah, aligning with where you really are today so that your first action step can be a realistic one. Is that fair? Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Because think of it like this. I like to give the GPN the GPS analogy. Like your maps or your ways can't take you where you want to go unless you tell it where you are. And usually it's already like synced up with your current location, right? So it's like you're here, I'm gonna bring you here. Here's three different ways to get there. But like the universe is the same. So if you're super in resistance to where you are now, your energy is closed. You're not gonna know where to start, where to leap off from. So it's okay to in a non-judgmental way just accept that this is where we're at today. Doesn't have to be like this forever. But knowing that and accepting that and embracing the reality. That's where your power really is. Because I think in a lot of um, like manifesting teachings and law of attraction, just stuff, there's this notion that like you need to deny the reality. You need to like ignore what's actually happening right now, like fake it till you make it. And honestly, that just doesn't work. Because <laughs> then you're just living this delusional la la land and like you're not taking action in your real life based on reality. Mm-hmm. I love it. Can you give us some examples without sharing names of some situations where we can relate to? I mean, this all sounds amazing and makes me want to get that journal, but give us some examples that we can relate to that either people you've 
work with without their names, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I have a client. I'm so happy for her because she just got engaged. And when I first started working with her, she had gone through a really hard breakup and I was kind of helping her through the breakup and stuff. And we were just processing and releasing a lot of those emotions and just making it okay to be single for now. And like, it doesn't mean it has to be forever. Like, this is your recovery time. This is your healing time. We really did a lot of focus on self-love work. And then when she started to feel better, we dove into the intention setting of like, okay, how do you want this next partnership to feel? Like, what is this person going to bring to your life? What are you going to bring to their life? Which a lot of people don't focus on that when they're manifesting partnership. They make it all about the other person, but like, hello, you're in the relationship too. Mm, and so point. we, we mm-hmm. did a lot of the manifesting work. And shortly, like still while we were working together, she met the man that she's now engaged to. And it just goes to show like, the contrast is always the first step of manifestation, which people forget. They want their whole life to be easy breezy, no bad things happening, no moments of contrast, but like contrast has to happen in order for expansion to happen. So whenever you have a pain point or a stuck point, that's actually good. That's like step zero to the manifesting process. That's what at, that's what causes you to ask for more. That's what causes you to have the new or elevated or stronger desire. So We start there, we release our resistance, we process our feelings in a healthy, beneficial, self-loving way to clear and cleanse our energy, and then we call in what we want. And I have a lot of stories too of like people who write to me who have read the book or they'll leave a review on Amazon and be like, oh, I wrote my first letter and it already happened or I've been really wanting to manifest more clients and I just manifested more clients in one week than I normally would in like a month and it's just because like I shifted this one belief or it's just because I realized that I was sabotaging myself in this way and it's just like really beautiful how self-awareness can lead you to that aligned action. I love everything that you said and you know that this you mentioned self-love an awful lot and it's important in all aspects of life, right? Yes. Like you mentioned different stories like relationships, business, personal life, things that are bogging us down or, you know, things that happen in childhood, which is usually where some of those limiting beliefs that we don't even know are from. (laughs) The stories, yes. Yes, the stories. What else are we missing? Well, there's many sub steps to all the steps that I've said, depending on like your journey and what's going on. But if you want to talk about self-love, I mean, that's one of the major keys to manifesting. So especially if you're in that, I mean, either of the groups of people we've been talking about, if you're in a really low vibe or if you're in an okay vibe and just want to optimize, like self-love is key because when you love yourself, you let yourself go for what you want. When you love yourself, you care about how you feel and hence you raise your vibration, you heal, you do what you got to do to feel good in your daily life, which makes your whole life better. And when you love yourself, you do naturally start to shift your relationship with yourself. And because from like a higher perspective, everything is one. When you master your relationship with yourself, it's like a form of mastering all relationships with people, with social media, with your job, with your desires, with nature, with the earth. Like your relationship to yourself is like the macro to every other relationship in your life. So usually like, for example, how we treat people who exhibit traits that we have denied and suppressed and disowned within ourselves is like, we'll usually resist those people, right? So like if you're allergic to like your own sadness and someone starts crying next to you, you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Leave, you know, you get like uncomfortable. (laughs) That's like a really basic example. Like 
loving yourself more and practicing self-love, which there are so many ways to do, is a way to start to improve all relationships. And because life is literally just relationships, your whole life gets better. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And yes, I agree 100%. You have to love yourself to love others. Yeah. And you have to love yourself in order to live your best life because if you don't love yourself, you're going to be self-sabotaging. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to allow yourself to dream big. You know, if you don't love yourself, you're not going to feel worthy of that desire. So even if it does manifest, you're going to push it away. Like even if the perfect partner comes and is like, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. You're the perfectest person. You're going to be like, ew, no, I'm not. Leave me alone. That's not true. Uh," And you're going to be weird. So (laughs) (laughs) you're going to think they're weird, but really it's you. (laughs) And I think people know that self-love is important and it has become more of a trend and like self-care is like a part of that, of course. But a lot of people just don't understand the difference between like self-love and self-liking. And they think that like self-love is just a next level form of self-liking. So like that leads people to believe that in order to love myself, I have to like everything about myself, which is actually not the case at all. It's like impossible to like everything about yourself. Like we all have annoying things that we do. We all have emotions that we don't enjoy feeling, you know, but to love yourself is really to embrace all parts of yourself, to understand, to have compassion for, to love. You don't have to like it. You love it. It's like your little sister. Like you don't always like like your little sister. She's freaking annoying sometimes, but you still love her always because she's your sister. So that's like the best way I can put it. Or like maybe with your kids, like maybe you're super annoyed with your kids, but like you still love them, you know? Yep. I am so glad that you actually said that because I was going to say the same thing. I had this conversation about self-love, not that, about six months ago with a girlfriend. And and it's not that there aren't things that we need to change about ourselves. Like I could give you a list of the things that I want to work on and want to improve on, but it's sort of at peace with yourself too. Like I'm happy with where I'm at today. I do have big goals. I, you know, need, there are certain things that just are not perfect. But yes, I think it's very important that people understand self-love doesn't mean that you think you're all things to all people. If that's your thought, you probably want to check on your conceitedness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're important, but like you're not that important. You You might want to do a little reflecting on that. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing, I'm glad you brought up that point because I think people who don't really understand self-love think like, oh my God, if I love myself too much, I'm going to turn into like this narcissist. And it's like, no. That's the opposite of self-love. Like my co-host and I did a whole podcast episode, like an hour. We chatted about like why you don't become a narcissist if you love yourself more. Like I promise that's not how it works. Like that's personality disorder. You don't just become that from loving yourself. And um, so that's something important to note. And another way to think of self-love, aside from it not being next level self-liking, is that to love yourself is really to take positive ownership of yourself. So taking positive ownership of your needs, your wants, your desires, your gifts, your healing, you know, just taking ownership of that the way that you take ownership of your dog's well-being, right? Like you feed your dog, you love your dog, you take them on walks. Um, If they're having a bad day, like you're connected to them, like you're having a bad day, you know? So it's taking back positive ownership of yourself really is like the true practice of self-love. You have shared so much today. I 
Again, thank you so much for sharing this knowledge. And in a second, I'll have you share where people can follow you and find you if they want that expert to help them break through some of these. Can you summarize again? I know you did a great job of it before. Just summarize like the process through working through this. Yes. So process. Step number one, identify what you want, what you think you want, your surface desire. Maybe it is what you actually want. Cool. We like it. Then go deeper. Why do I want this? How do I think it's going to make me feel? What are the feelings that I'm after? What's the goal of the goal? Okay. Now you have your surface desire. You have your genuine desire. Then why am I not feeling those feelings now? What's stopping me? How can I cultivate more of those feelings in the now? How can we get creative and start accessing those vibrations? Then your life is going to start changing. Your actions are going to start changing. Your habits are going to start changing. Your beliefs are going to start changing. You're going to start lining up with that next level life, that next level self. And then you just really repeat the process at each level and every time you have a new desire, really. And within that process, if you get stuck, you need to ask yourself, like, is there any part of me that's not on board with what I think I want? Do I have resistance to this? Am I self-sabotaging this? Why? You know, do a little troubleshooting there. If you need help, that's what I'm here for. And then just keep working with your energy. Keep untangling it. Keep working towards the thing. Keep calling it in. Keep releasing the old. Keep inviting in the new. And before you know it, you'll be like, redoing like the same way you would redo your house one room at a time. Like you'll be redoing your life like one area at a time. I love it. A work in progress, but always working to that that next level. Yes. Perfect. Absolutely love it. How do people find you and potentially work with you? Yeah. So people can find me and all my things, all my books, all my offerings at KelseyAida.com. I have some courses too. There is a self-love course that's really good and worth mentioning called Radical Self-Love. Um, I'm not sure when I'm hosting the next retreat yet, but that will be posted on the website as well. Uh, I have some new coaching offerings. So those are on the website too. And um, yeah, I'm also on social media at KelseyAida, K-E-L-S-E-Y-A-I-D-A like the opera, if you know Aida the opera. And uh, yeah, TikTok, Instagram, those are like the two main ones where I'm posting a lot of goodies, a lot of downloads, a lot of messages, and also High Vibe In It, a great free resource. My podcast, High Vibe In It, I co-host it with my friend Lindsay, who's a hypnotherapist, so we get really into your subconscious mind, reprogramming your mind, self-love, manifesting emotions, all the things that we talked about today. There's like over 200 episodes about all of it over there. Absolutely love it. And we will put links for all that in the show notes as well. So easy click, click to find you. Beautiful. All right. Again, I appreciate it so much. Great information. I think everyone needs to slow down and really think through these items to make their life the dream that they've been dreaming of. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. The Woman Choosing Growth Show is not just another podcast. It's a tribe of women helping each other grow. So please share this podcast with all the women entrepreneurs that you would love to see succeed. If you'd like to know more about customized business advising through Cultivate Advisors, download business tools, or sign up for upcoming events, visit www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Once again, that's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Remember, we are in this together. See you on the next one.